0: Welcome to Richard, 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 and Carl, 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 present Deep Space and Dragons. I'm one of those two people I mentioned.
1: And I am the other Echo, Echo.
0: And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about sticking the landing. But speaking of sticking <laughs> the landing or failing too epically, what's new in the Carlverse?
1: Wow, you're just assuming that I failed on one of my projects or something? Is like, what's...
0: You could have stuck the landing. Did you stick the landing?
1: Uh, well, no, no, yeah, I've I've definitely lost focus. (laughs) I've been at this too long. Uh, but no, I mean, I could still stick the landing because, like, uh, I I just... I managed to forget to get the, uh, reflective, like, the aluminum tape for my parents' house. I should should get that for my, uh, artificial window.
0: Oh, like the parabola window! the magical yeah, parabola uh, window of magic
1: yeah yeah where where you shine a light from the focus from the focus of uh, a parabloid uh, and then it reflects back collimated to simulate like the rays of the sun because the sun rays travel so far to hit earth that by the time they her- hit earth they're mostly parallel um, <clears throat> and then you run that through like a, like a filter to, to emulate the Raleigh effect I think it is Anyways, the effect that makes the sky blue, so then you get the copper, proper color profile of your of the sun through the window. Uh, and I have the LED wired up and at least relatively close to the focus. But now I have to actually like stick the landing. These the, I have to make the satellite dish reflective uh, to make sure that the it actually is collimating the the rays.
0: All right, all right.
1: Uh so I mean that's 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 a landing I think I could definitely still stick. Fair enough. Uh, uh, it sounds like uh, like you've made some good progress on sticking the landing for for your project though.
0: I agree. So, there, Richard, what's new in the Richard verse is I'm just going to go super personal to tell a bunch of personal stories because I can. So okay. recently, as you're aware, I had a nice, polite mutual breakup where we decided we work better as friends. Mm. And in order to stick the landing, we had a little get-together of tacos and things for my birthday.
1: And oh. it was a
0: fam- It was like a gathering. We opened some gifts. We ate some tacos, drank some bubble tea, reminisced. And it was a very mm. nice transition of relationship because not every couple mm-hmm. gets married. But it was nice to sit down, have a get-together, catch up, and there'd be positivity in the air. So that's sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. However, yes. as you're well aware of... An associate of mine who shall remain nameless is Book, who pesters me five or six times a day about progress. And I hope they're, if they're a <laughs> fan of this podcast, I apologize for the call out. But there's my ex girlfriend, my good friend, my brother, and me sitting around a room. And I mentioned that I said to this poor new author that my actual breakup was easier. So my ex is laughing because our breakup was smooth about how hard it is for me to dump this editing project and said, and I quote, that's like third-degree birds of my actual breakup was less stressful than ending this project with you. <laughs> but my savageness aside, I've, I had like a heart-to-heart with them about I'm busy, but I can help you out once a week, but I do work full-time and I'm making my own book. But for sticking the landing, mm. I wrote the last sentence of my rough draft. It's in Richards speak right now, so the number of typos and errors would actually cause most authors to have a um, mild aneurysm, but I have a hundred thousand words a book.
1: I tried to read the first draft of The Waltz of Blades, uh, and yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, it is, I can kind of sort of figure out what's going on, but there's definitely a lot of, like, insert joke here, insert fight scene here, uh, like I literally also just, like, random gibberish sometimes.
0: What's kind of funny is, so one of my placeholders is whenever I want a witty comeback, I just put an F-bomb in as a placeholder. So when I was talking with this person about their book project a while back and I had said to mm. they were dropping F-bombs left and right because they wanted to up the maturity level out of it, which that does the exact opposite. I could tell them with full confidence mm. I use it as a placeholder dialogue because it's so lazy. Because mm. to like loop back around to erectus- Arrested Development, which actually stuck the landing, which I'll get into mm. later in this episode, a well-crafted burn can be so good If you take the time to set something up and then have to pay off in dialogue, you can elevate your dialogue. My personal favorite Mm. being that they did a whole season in Arrested Development of him hooking up with someone who was British and they couldn't tell they had the mental capacity of an eight-year-old because of their accent. So the next season they could Mm. drop the, well, that whole situation was retarded. And as like a pun that was so bad, so profoundly bad that it made me laugh and choke on my drink. (laughs) <laughs> so when someone just drops a dialogue I'm like no you can do better you can do so much better
1: well I mean Arrested Development is a, is a master class in setting up those punchlines though like so, some of them are just so good
0: oh uh, absolutely so that's what's new with me is my breakup has successfully shifted to a friendship which is where we both agreed mm-hmm. we wanted it to be my right, book, right. my rough manuscript has been finished, even if it is, and it's better Richard Speak because I've been writing for three years now, but it's still most definitely mm-hmm. Richard Speak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can open my victory bottle of champagne. But before I can get around Ooh. to that. Oh, yeah, I made it like a Christmas band, a birthday band, and I got gifts. Oh, yeah, I guess my birthday happened. That's also new with me. But, <laughs> but depending <laughs> you know, when this episode is you, you released. Kind
1: of, you, you did mention in passing that it was a birthday get together about tacos.
0: I mean, tacos are great. Taco and bubble tea I mean, heals yeah, most just... wounds. <laughs> it's like, sure, emotional damage and potential awkwardness weighed on me, but they were bringing tacos and gifts oh, for man. me. <laughs> were you about to be yeah. like, "One bubble tea, please"?
1: No, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I have, I have done that. Thank you for bringing up painful memories <laughs> about awkward bubble tea experiences.
0: Landing sticked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you had a story. I, I heard your brain gears turning, so go for it. No, I,
1: I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, I want to, in the least spoilery way possible, there's a, there's a YouTuber, um, I think his name is Alan He or something like that. Anyways, he, he does all these, uh, like, uh, how to, like... The, the one video is how to manage your failure... And he's pretending he's an Asian parent talking to his kids. And it's like, this is how you manage your failure. And he's talking about the kids, you know, it's kind (laughs) of, it's a pretty, pretty savagely funny. Uh, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be funny to someone who's Asian, but the guy is Asian, so, I mean, maybe that's what makes it even more funny.
0: Well, I'm just going to give a little disclaimer here. Note, the views expressed in this podcast are me and Carl impromptu talking. If we say something that accidentally offends somebody or touches on something toxic, especially while referencing comedy from the 90s, please feel free to call us out on it. We will apologize. (laughs) We're not stuck to our views. We're not trying to make moral or ethical points. We're just trying to have a nice, candid, casual conversation. So feel by all means sure. to post hateful comments on our videos or positive ones.
1: So, so this one of the, this YouTuber one of his favorite catchphrases is, is uh, emotional damage. Mm-hmm. He just he just says emotional damage.
0: Uh, and I mean, like, I you know, say it's, it's two like, D six psychic uh, damage, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know <laughs> uh, when you're waiting in line at the at the grocery store and then leave your kid at the at the checkout to go grab something and then it causes some emotional damage <laughs> that's how that's how you manage your children is, is his is <laughs> anyway more to the point uh you 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 said emotional damage and made me think of that youtuber and then also made me think of uh doctor strange and the multiverse of madness because uh, they, I had a hard time not just yelling out emotional damage when, when they defeated the villain with emotional damage.
0: I do love that. So just a completely tangent with nothing to do with everything before we get into the episode proper. So I've been running a play-by-post D&D group, and feel free to watch our Dungeons and & Dragons and Carl's episode from a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. so there's a Jabberwocky, because they printed this from the Feywild book, and it has an actual Jabberwocky from the poem Jabberwocky. Okay. So the Jabberwocky, in its stat block, it says, when a Jabberwocky picks a target, it hunts it until it's killed and devoured. Okay. So there's this Jabberwocky. So this party member gets murdered and devoured, makes a contract with a bunny god, and comes back with one hit point, and the Jabberwocky changes its target. Hmm. So are you familiar with the Super Tetanus Pitfall Trap? Yep. The party member grabs its tail and is like, I want to shove this dragon into the Super Tetanus Spikes. Okay. <laughs> so they roll its athletics versus the dragons for grapple rules as written. Nothing sketchy happening here. Jabberwocky mm. gets a three, so it has a total of fifteen. Person gets a sixteen, oh. giving them a twenty-five. And he okay. Bowser spins and throws this Jabberwocky into the super tetanus spikes. The super te- <laughs> he fails his con save and has used up all his legendary resistances. So this Jabberwocky has super tetanus. <laughs>
1: super tetanus tetanus so bad that your muscles spasm and you take what like 2d 10 damage around or something like that for a
0: you only make the save at the end of each minute so <laughs> <laughs> so this poor dragon which i put next to a vocal sword because vocal sword comes from the jabberwocky poem and i'm like oh man my poor jabberwocky i've never felt bad before but this rabbit got back up with one hit point grabbed him by the tail and yeeted him into spikes <laughs> like so long a bowser I know that has nothing to do with this episode, but it just makes me so happy. This play-by-post group full of writers just comes up with the best things. Uh, mm. Like, they literally wrote a poem, too, Or here's a quote, "...Around around goes the one who loves to hop. It'd be a shame if you had to make a sudden stop. Let's go of the dragon's tail. The jabberwocky flies through the air before falling directly into one of the sword pits. It screams a jarbled nonsensical rendition of the poem he's been reciting. Disease seeps into his body like a snake through the cracks of an open window."
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right! That is a pretty savage and poetic way to, to attack someone. Holy! Uh,
0: I really hope that's the how do you want to do this for this Jabberwocky? Because I have to wait for everyone to post their rounds and then put it through initiative order for this play by post. But man, right, that's right. just one of the best kills of all time, really. <laughs> 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 it's funny. Well. I mean, let him make take a pact of warlock to gain one hit point. Well, he got the new hit points from the class level as a whole thing. Gonna punish him with hmm. it later. Anyway, back to our topic of things that stuck the landing. For the record, that's how the Jabberwocky dies. Stuck the landing perfectly.
1: Perfect perfect ending for the Jabberwocky. Right.
0: So I'm going to st- open up this topic with a series that stuck the landing three times successfully, arguably four. So Dragon okay. Ball, the original Dragon Ball, Goku and Chi-Chi get married, they glue Fire Mountain shut, and they retire to a cottage. Decent ending!
1: Well, can you... The, the gluing Fire Mountain shot was actually filler, which which is kind of interesting because most of the time filler doesn't make for a good ending, uh, i.e. Full Metal Alchemist. But uh, I will say that the filler that they added at the end of Dragon Ball was actually a pretty pretty nice poetic ending.
0: So I started going through dr- original Dragon Ball in the background, because I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. The first right. 12 episodes of Dragon Ball would be like 18 plus rated in today's society. Like, I cannot believe how much <laughs> yeah. they got away with. Like It's like Family Guy's <laughs> cringe level, then Rick Amori's cringe level, and then above it is episode one of Dragon Ball somehow. Like, Uncensored <laughs> Dragon Ball is actually just... I can't believe what was in there that actually got away with being a kid's show somehow. Like, a surprising <laughs> amount of nudity. Yeah. Unlike all characters. A amount
1: of nudity? People, people looking underneath people's pants to check their genders?
0: Uh, people... Like... The first episode has a golden shower joke, but moving on from that... <laughs> Dragon Ball. I think it stuck the ending at the end of Dragon Ball, which I, in retrospect, Definitely. Dragon Ball held up better than Dragon Ball Z somehow. But that's a whole other episode. Mm. Then mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z with Goku being dead, Gohan defeating Cell, and then being the hero of the Earth. Torch passed dramatically. Solid ending. Cut it there, Because
1: yeah, uh, he he ends that with like the salute to his son, right? With his, like ghostly salute,
0: right? Like that was a solid ending. Especially since yeah. Gohan was the star of Dragon Ball Z, especially if you watch it in a vacuum. So it was actually like <laughs> right. perfect. Then they resurrect it, and the Buu Saga's a whole thing, but then it ends with Goku flying off with Oob to train humanity's defender. Everyone pretty settled. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's an adequate ending. Dragon Ball Z's actual ending was pretty adequate. Right, right. Earth gathered all its power to make a spirit bomb, because it's like Earth saved its damn self. And mm-hmm. then Oob was to represent that change of Earth being able to stand up for itself now that was okay right. it was a weird direction for the show to go but I was fine with that mm-hmm. and then Dragon Ball Z ends with him riding off on Shenron into the sunset
1: with so, Dragon Ball GT you mean?
0: yeah so that wasn't a terrible oh, yeah, okay. ending either like all th- they mostly stuck the endings but to flip flop yeah. this I'll let you bring up the next topic of something that did not stick the ending
1: uh something that didn't I did not like the ending of Bleach Yep. That was that was a bad one for sure. Uh, I still can't tell like, you what happened. There was a sword in the sword and the guy that saw the future couldn't see the second sword for some reason?
0: Because Aizen hypnotized him, even though he should have known that Aizen hypnotized him. Also, then they had like a time skip and they did a Boruto sort of, kinda. <laughs> and I think his like infant son like blew up the bad guy's chakra eyeball after he became god or something. Like, I can't tell you what happened and I... To our viewers who've been following, you probably noticed I'm a nerd repository. Like, I could tell you Mm. Ox, Tiger, Falcon... No, it's Ox, Tiger, Hawk, Tiger is the hand signs for Firestyle Jutsu. But I could not tell you what happened at the end of Bleach, and I've read that like five or six times.
1: Well, it just just didn't make sense. That was definitely one of those series where uh, the bad guy had already won, and we were still watching the heroes struggle against him for some reason.
0: But I will say, if we roll back to Bleach's first ending of Ichigo trades his entire Soul Reaper power to one-shot Aizen and then retires into the sunset, was well, actually a stronger ending. Because you set up Aizen as a bad a guy ending. from, like, episode 2.
1: Mm.
0: Well, actually, it's more like they set up Uohara as the main character from, like, episode 2. So episode 1 has <laughs> Ichigo and Rukia. Then this Uohara mm. guy shows up being sketchy in the background the entire show. And then the actual show is Uohara and Aizen playing chess with Ichigo on the board. <laughs> so for it to end with Urahara defeating Aizen with a cheap shot after Ichigo plays that out, that was actually a really poetic ending. Mm-hmm. Because Ichigo was just kind of used the whole time as was a piece on this board, which made sense.
1: Well, and then like...
0: I'm not saying uh, that ending was good, I'm saying it was much better.
1: Um, well, I mean, Urahara had a whole bunch of like backstory and, and stuff going on with Aizen, so it was like uh, for him to act as a character arc... Uh, Urahara. Urahara actually finished a character arc
0: oh yeah and it was also the weirdly the correct ending for Aizen's character arc where Aizen's character arc was to become basically a god and then got stomped by his own ego because he didn't lose to <laughs> yeah. Ichigo pulling out more power he lost to being arrogant when Urahara cheap shot at him it was like for the king of cheap shots Aizen being defeated by a cheap shot is actually perfect
1: <laughs> Although, so sad that Jin didn't actually successfully cheap shot him
0: Although my brother, having recently rewatched Bleach pointed out that Jin didn't actually die mm, That's true So what we're actually hoping is it was a quintuple out, and then in like the Bleach sequel <laughs> with the hell arc, then at the very last moment, Jin actually gets the final kill on Aizen Because <laughs> I mean, oh, the commitment to the bit That scene was glorious But
1: That scene was glorious
0: so bleach, we're gonna say bad ending, but I do. They could have ended it where it earlier, and also they're bringing it back, and they might be able to stick the landing this time. Who knows?
1: Well, isn't it bringing it back just the the Quincy arc though?
0: Uh, the manga's is also starting back up with a hell arc.
1: Oh right, yeah yeah yeah. Because he said he was gonna. Uh... Right. write the whole thing and then release it weekly
0: which I I feel like is true That ending, if that ending was as rushed as I feel like it was maybe that's why it was nonsense it's like yo end your 5000 cha- uh, word series right now go it's like but yeah. I got like things to do and stuff to pay off alright I'll just shove it all in one chapter like that fight was so short that ended Bleach for how long mm. fights in Bleach go but let's yeah, move true. to the series we mentioned earlier the first Full Metal Alchemist ending... Where they go through the gate and end up in World War II Nazi Germany.
1: <laughs> Stuck the landing for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, they just had no idea where this show was going at all. Like, there's a bit like... It's like, yeah, Elphans is the Philosopher's Stone... And the Homoculuses are dead relatives brought back. And they did... The same thing the Cowboy Bebop live-action show did to kill itself. So... Mm-hmm. A lot of times what other writers will do who aren't the original... Is they'll take loose ideas and try and connect them into a cohesive narrative. Right. But sometimes in a narrative, things just happen that aren't related. So mm. Fullmetal alchemist's like, okay, we're going to make his father this. We're going to make his brother a homoculus. We're going to make sure that the homoculuses are dead people. So he can bring his mother into it and his sensei's kid. And they basically took every stray plot thread in it and tried to weave it into an ending. And then just ended mm. in World War II Nazi Germany. Right. Where in the original cut, a lot of these details weren't about weaving the story together, but it's that all the side characters came together at the end to machine gun God. So it wasn't mm. actually about the resolutions of those subplots. It was about the characters in them. Right. So
1: yeah. Well, th- that's kind of like uh, what I was saying about about filler. It's like uh, the the final three episodes of original Dragon Ball are are one of the. Uh, uh, exceptions to the rule but but in general it's very difficult for a a new writer to take over a project and not feel compelled to try and pull absolutely everything together like you say uh, and so then they end up not sticking in the landing because they didn't actually get the sense of direction to where it was going you know
0: you see what's interesting for naruto because this is almost this has turned into a show and jumps ending episode which i'm fine with or like a manga <laughs> ending episode because we simply don't have the clock to talk to talk on every long-lasting series that had an ending might touch Mm. on avatar a bit but for well first I'm going to say full metal alchemist brotherhood without going into too much detail the original ending of every single character coming together to slowly beat up god and then the perfect Mm. symmetry of so the story starts with edward sacrificing his arm to save his brother and ends with his brother sacrificing his body to bring back edward's arm that's just perfect symmetry Mm. like everything in that played out perfectly but now we go to Naruto, which had a weird problem. The original ending of Naruto and Sasuke blowing off each other's arms in the valley for their third rematch, that was mm-hmm. great. That was one mm-hmm. of the best fights ever in that series. Right. Like every single panel was sweet. But mm-hmm. they tried to wrap up every other plot thread, which resulted in them like being like a Final Fantasy ask fight the boss, then fight the true form, then fight the boss's absolute true form, then fight its absolute final form. Mm. And they're like oh yeah chakra comes from aliens from space also this happened also this also everything's connected also you're the reincarnation of this I'm like you did this to yourself you did not need all these plot threads because the story mm-hmm. we didn't need to wrap up all the plot of the story we need to wrap up the character arcs and a lot of the good endings wrap up character arcs rather than plots of stories
1: yeah that's true it, 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 it is definitely more about wrapping up a character arc than like Having a few loose ends at the end of your story uh, just kind of enables you to then like maybe make sequels or spin-offs. Uh, but closing your character arcs is just it's way more satisfying for for the consumers.
0: To like directly pivot into Avatar: The Last Airbender because I brought it up. So mm. there was three final battles that happened in Avatar. The okay. first was Avatar Aang fighting the Fire for the face of fate of the world. Mm-hmm. That fight was actually kind of lame. Like, it was their most high-budget anime thing. But we didn't actually know much about the Fire Lord to be really invested in that one. Not really. (laughs) He just kind of lurked ominously. But what made that compelling was his moral conviction to not kill him. Right. But it didn't end with what feels almost like a bit of an ass-pull at the end of Ankh's thing, is good thing I had this magic not-killing power.
1: (laughs) Because, you know, had he
0: actually had to decide that he's the Avatar above being a person and just ended him, Would have been a stronger ending, but I don't think they could have got away with it on Cartoon Network.
1: Mm, Probably not.
0: But to follow up on that one, Zuko plus Katara fighting Azula in the Fire Palace as she goes mad and him getting hit in the chest by lightning that he didn't manage to redirect because he was jumping in front of someone whose family had been hunting for the whole show. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Every part of their fight was poetic. It followed like three characters arcs coming to a conclusion. Hmm. And that part was amazing. And then Sokka and Toph were just on a airship, I guess, doing things. (laughs) Yeah. So i say, like, they stuck two out of three endings there, which was lovely. But then Korra just biffed the ending hard. Well, actually, season one Korra had a pretty solid ending. It just didn't... Season two of Korra was just terrible.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Season two was pretty rough
0: of do a bit of return to form for season three and four but by that point it was kind of like trying to reanimate a half dead corpse (laughs) Uh, Uh, now let's go to Kaido because I know you want to talk about Kaido
1: oh Kaido the right answer
0: Uh, Mm. so give a quick summary and I'll chime in where necessary because you have a full rant for this one
1: well I mean I don't necessarily have a full rant it's it's just like it's, it's such a unique premise Because, uh, a a being from a higher dimension, uh, comes to Earth, uh, and offers, like, all sorts of, like, free higher dimension abilities, like free energy and stuff, uh, and, uh, he just happens to, uh, be, um, he has to negotiate with a, with, like, the world's best negotiator from Japan or something like that, like, a. So Just he, he like knows how to negotiate and he's like, okay, the negotiator guy is, is suspicious because like, why is he giving him this free stuff? What does he want in return? Um, and so it's this like, uh, like almost political thriller uh, as like, he's trying to negotiate to like get people that have been captured in, in this like weird cube thing out or like trying to, trying to negotiate to like uh, figure out what, what this higher dimensional being wants. And I mean, in the end, the higher-dimensional being just wants to, like, basically wipe out humanity by, by pulling him into the higher dimension.
0: And the reason his motivation for that was because he was all-knowing; he was effectively bored, and adding them in would add fresh chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, he was a fine, fine villain, and it was very, very compelling. Uh,
0: but they did not stick the landing.
1: No, because then it turned out that the negotiator guy's girlfriend was also one of these higher dimensional beings, uh, and then they had a kid together, and then through time travel shenanigans, one of their friends raised the kid in a hyperbolic time chamber so the kid could come back and be like, yeah, because I'm a combination of this dimension and the higher dimension, I'm better than you.
0: And what sucks about that ending is because the show is about negotiation, as weird as this sounds, I would have been fine with the nihilistic World Ends ending because we lost the negotiation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Bad would have been more satisfying for the world to end than the ending they gave us. (laughs) To follow up on that one, I'm going to go to an anime classic that I cannot believe stuck the landing. So in Neon Genesis Evangelion, the original run they ran out of money, so their last two episodes were actually just flashbacks and voiceover over static screens okay which was terrible but was kind of trippy then they got the budget to do a big movie ending and they literally did the rocks fall everyone dies ending the anime where all of mankind just got turned into red goop and died because we deserved it oh which was a fitting ending for the series about angst and depression like it was kind of like a weirdly perfect ending despite it being dark as all heck right so then they reboot the series with four movies But then it turns Hmm. out the reboot movies are a literal reboot because of how the last one ended with the apocalypse. It reset time and (laughs) it's just going through it again. Right. And the series stuck the landing. Ten years, three bankruptcies later, it actually had a satisfied conclusion. And I'm in shock. I legitimately did not have any faith you could end something after resurrecting and killing it four times over. Like It was shockingly stuck the landing
1: uh man an- another series that, sh- that i think stuck the landing I, d- I don't know uh did you actually watch all of speed yes because i thought that ending was fantastic i mean it was a little bit dumb that the that the main character goes blind but like but also kind I guess of fair' that was just s- kind of fair yeah but like the the villains plan worked was just so <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, because he is one of my favorite villains of all time. I mean, uh, this will probably bring up Gundam next because of your favorite villain. But how dare you? The villain, Mr. Mr. Sweetengu. uh, His plan was to uh, get the Japanese government to overinvest into his pharmaceutical company, liquidate all of the pharmaceutical company's assets and put them into a big tower and have the American government come and blow that tower up. And just so happened that all of the government was also in the basement of that tower having a giant drug orgy party.
0: <laughs> so the best and they thing all about just blow up and die. The best part about Ski Graffer's plan is this is a series where we gave people superpowers because it's an anime and you have to. But that they blew up the money, like physically just blew up billions of dollars because they liquidated it all as cash, <laughs> then blew it up. It's so like this works in any setting for any reason. And his evil plan wasn't superpower themed or based. He just gathered all the money and then blew it up to crush, cripple the economy. And I'm like, wait, your plan is so much a higher <laughs> level than this show is that is elevated you. <laughs>
1: well and it's like he had these like super like cool uh like blood wings and he could like shoot blood bullets at people and he could like cut diamonds with his with his blood wings like he was like overpowered as as all get up but like uh his plan didn't revolve around his superpower either like (laughs) he made a plan to destroy the economy and then got the american government to blow up to essentially nuke japan's economy completely
0: But as much as you're like, yeah, next he's going to go to Gundam. Honestly, I'm going to briefly touch on Gundam, but not too much because Gundam can't stick the landing because they keep resurrecting it and keep it going.
1: Mm, And no
0: individual Gundam series other than Gundam Wing Endless Waltz ever stuck the landing. Gundam Wing Endless Waltz was like, and war's over. And we threw all the mobile suits into the sun and they were never seen again. So (laughs) Gundam Wing actually stuck the landing. Gundam Ironblood Orphans had a really shaky second half. And I'm not going to spoil mm. it, but it stuck the landing because I did not see the ending coming, but it made perfect sense. Mm. You know how, like, yeah, okay. the moment where it's like, how did the villain not win? They should have clearly won. In Ironblad Orphans, the villain clearly wins because they should have clearly won. But the heroes managed to buy exactly enough time to get their objectives met, even if they all died horribly.
1: But, yeah, okay.
0: sticking the landing, nah, I'm going to go Code Geass, where Lelouch is my favorite hero villain, who actually successfully managed to conquer the entire world as a tyrant, to then stage his own murder, to then end all tyrants. <laughs> so, it's the layers to that is just so beautiful. Mm. It's like, okay, you ended the series by having his best friend murder him on stage, deliberately, to then scam the entire world into peace. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> also yeah, okay. spoiler warning for this episode <laughs> <After> that <laughs> worry <ring>. uh,
1: <laughs> um but so like I mean i I guess technically true that like Gundam just keeps coming back but i I just thought you really uh enjoyed the when char char's counterattack i like I thought that was kind of the ending of the original gundam yeah series, but they
0: retconned was... it like four times and it just doesn't hold up as well as it used to because mm, the idea was, kind of at is. the end of four animes, your two side villains of Char- side characters of Sharon and Amuro become the main characters again, have the dramatic fight, slams into an asteroid, asteroid clam- climbs it, to- crashes into the planet, good ending. But they retconned it that the power of love and friendship stopped the asteroid from crashing in. Mm. And then it's like, each time they add new details and revisit the timeline, that ending loses its oomph. So like, here's right. Gundam Unicorn, where we're gonna try and end the series again, and I'm like... But then you had to get everything moving again to end it again. This is Halfway's Flash, where we try and end the series again, but you had to get everything moving to end it again. So it made nothing that felt absolute and made it feel like an ending stick if you keep going into the same universe and casually retconning things. Mm. So Gundam is just kind of like, some of the spin-off series, like Seed or Wing, can have decent endings, I guess. But just kind of gone too massive to be satisfying. Kind of like, if One Piece has a satisfying ending... I will absolutely be delighted and in such shock I won't know if I can recover spiritually. Because <laughs> there's no way they're going to stick the landing on that. I just, I want them to. But once you hit the thousand chapter mark, you can't stick the landing.
1: Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the thing. It's like, uh, somewhere between 150 and 200 chapters of source material, it feels like uh, that they lose focus. And it becomes really, really hard to actually, like, pay everything off and and still uh, give a satisfying ending that, like, that makes sense, you know?
0: Like, to follow up on that directly, so a lot of these animes we brought up had, like, midpoints that felt like they'd be good endings, but then they got forced to continue? Like, let's take hmm. Death Note. After Al dies, Death Note's over. No one I've ever spoken to enjoyed Part 2 of Death Note. Cause I had to reset up everything to then end it again. Mm-hmm. So, Death Note terrible ending. The Death Note spin-off they did, the one shot, worse ending.
1: <laughs> oh. oh well, I mean you're just saying that because he got screwed over so hard.
0: No, they changed <laughs> the rules of the magic system midway through cause the guy was cheating. That's just petty. Like you literally explained in your series <laughs> that you have to change the rules of your series. Now, for good endings, Assassination Classroom, there's only one-
1: Assassination Classroom had a good ending, that's for sure.
0: There's only one way it could have ended, with them assassinating the teacher, and they actually did it. I really didn't think they'd have the courage to pull through with it.
1: Okay, but so actually, to, to move away from anime, actually, um, have you- how much Supernatural have you watched?
0: enough to know it ended at season 4 and they kept it alive for 12 seasons
1: <laughs> I was curious because it was like the, it definitely had a very nice poetic ending and then they're just like and we're just going to keep going it's like, oh yeah what, what? a lot
0: of live action shows they could stick the landing but they don't so to go into mm. this like Arrested Development stuck the landing the first run They literally did that parallelism I like of They went to a boat to celebrate their success Everything imploded, his mother went to jail And then he drove off with his son In a briefcase of cashier checks
1: Right, and and then it was like They ran out of money They weren't renewed, so that was the end
0: But it was a really good ending Everything
1: blew up around them
0: It's so hard for a comedy to actually stick the landing Then it got resurrected And they kind of stuck the landing again But it wasn't as good as the first ending it's kind of like Big Bang Theory man. You should go for 12 seasons when the core the core concept was solved by like season 4. Where it's like, oh, now they have their relationship and it's terrible and we want both of them to suffer. Because we didn't let them just kind of <laughs> happily ever after into the sunset. Or How I Met Your Mother having one of the most disappointing endings of all time. Because obviously he was going to hook up with Robin at the end. That was telegraphed from episode 1. But you made him turn into a terrible person between seasons 6 and 8 or wherever it ended. That you're didn't,
1: like, didn't they say multiple times that he wasn't gonna that Robin wasn't the mom?
0: They kept trying to misdirect because it was so obvious. Mm. But it's like, Fair From episode one, that's clearly the only way this can end that's satisfying, because they would have had to introduce some mother way sooner for it to actually right. be satisfying. So yeah, like live <laughs> action shows having satisfying endings. The reason we're mostly talking anime, manga, and cartoons is those typically have much better endings. Cause live action shows mm. either get cancelled or run too long. There's like there's no middle ground that I can think of unless you're doing like a really deliberately designed miniseries.
1: But even mm-hmm. then, all the
0: Marvel Disney Plus miniseries end like a Marvel movie. So you're not gonna get anything right. dramatic or closure, because no named character's gonna die in a spin-off series. <laughs> right? No one's gonna <laughs> retire of, like Hawkeye's not gonna just actually just retire peacefully in a miniseries when we can still use him for movies to make money.
1: Well yeah and and like uh then there's like the show's like Gotham. <laughs> uh where it's like it's a prequel show. So so n- nothing new can really actually happen. Uh but then how do, how do you actually end it because it's like do you end it with him becoming Batman? Like that's
0: and we don't we're not discussing movies here because movies usually have good endings because they're movies.
1: <laughs> right, cuz they 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 have a very clear and concise uh, beginning, middle, end set up from the get go for the most part.
0: Yeah, but now, like, if we look at things, some wrong running TVs, let's take Stargate. Ooh, let's go SG1. So, SG1 had two really solid endings. There's one where literally they have their spin off series already going, they had both of them running in parallel for a while. And there's like a time travel thing where one of the running joke is there's no fish in the protagonist's pond. They travel through time. They don't remember going on this one last adventure where they homage all their previous adventures. And then a fish jumps in the pond. It's fade to black, perfect ending, smooth. And then they Hmm. resurrected, rotated out half the cast and went for four more seasons, which were terrible seasons. (laughs) Because the narrative arc had come to an end. Your protagonist was good. He was ready to retire. Hmm. And then you dragged the show picking and screaming alive. And then Stargate Atlantis had a worse ending, where they literally packed up their flying alien city, left, and went home. Like, it happened during the writer's strike, it was middle season four, and they just didn't actually solve any of the ongoing plots. They literally picked up their alien city and went home. (laughs) (laughs) It was deeply dissatisfying. (laughs)
1: deeply, deeply dissatisfying ending.
0: And you know what's a weird one for endings? JoJo's, because each series of JoJo's is a standalone story, and they usually have pretty decent endings. Where literally Mm -hmm. the only thing they'll leave left over at the end is introducing a new JoJo and calling it a day. Right. So JoJo's I give like a, yeah, you did a great job. Hunter Hunter, however, had like a decent ending in the anime, but what they don't know is the manga kept going so he could keep getting medical benefits. And just never actually went anywhere. Became a different series, and which is awful.
1: Well, uh, well, so, so, so touching on JoJo's for a moment, um, the the past the torch ending, which is something you mentioned for like Dragon Ball, uh, and something that kind of happened with Naruto. Um, like the past the torch ending is is actually a pretty legit ending that really does leave you open to make hopefully good sequels. I mean. <laughs> However, I so, need to put a specific so pause is.
0: here, especially being in 2020 plus in our era. The pass the torch ending does not have to be the straight people breeder ending. I hate mm. the straight people breeder ending, where you pair off every single character to produce a child with the hair eye color combination of every existing character. That's not how you pass the torch. You don't just have mm. every two characters pair off with a love interest. Also, I've said this a few times in Naruto, mathematically speaking, there needs to be more gay people in that series. That's just basic (laughs) numbers. You mean to tell me that all 20 of the Konoha graduating class were straight and paired off with each other? Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? That's my one F-bomb and I stand by it. And then Bleach tried to do the same thing, and I'm like, how does that even work, your ghosts? How did you have the breeder ending? So I deeply disagree with the breeder ending. Pass the torch is when you move the metaphor, the concept, and you have one character carry on the themes, but you move to another. You don't have to have Mm -hmm. every character pass a torch. Orochimaru Mm. does not need a son to carry forward his plot arc into the sequel. Naruto and Sasuke don't need color-coded children to then, I guess, do something. You don't (laughs) need to do that. You can be much more subtle and tactful with this. Like Gohan getting the torch was satisfying cuz he had earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if Goten and Kid Trunks, no one likes. <laughs> because Goten's just like, "Ugh, we just made a smaller Goku. Why?" <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, when well, you just arbitrarily pair off characters so they have children for the purposes of a sequel. That's the one of the worst endings."
1: Ugh. Mm. I I definitely I definitely do agree cuz it's it just it's so unnatural. And a lot of like
0: a, sitcoms and yeah. things will do the sitcom version of every character has a wedding. And that mm. way you paired off every character on your sitcom together. Big Bang is right. like yeah, all four socially awkward nerds ended up with supermodels and are miserable in their relationships. Ta-da! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good job. You made sure every character had a wedding, even though very clearly asexual character. There's a lot of pushback that Sheldon Cooper in that series was very clearly coded as ace. And then they made sure he got married afterward. And like, but he does No. <laughs> he literally is in a loveless marriage because the writers needed another wedding episode? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Although, to be fair, the breeder ending for the endings I hate is a probably above the Nazi ending, but below the alien ending. It was aliens what? all along is a terrible ending. Anytime what, your ending you involves you inter- like Gundam 00? I liked Gundam Double That's why I'm so mad about the <laughs> an aliens attacked in the movie and we're gonna end it with us communicating with aliens. If your series didn't start with aliens, it can't end with aliens, or I'll be mad at you. Like could you imagine if Supernatural ended with aliens? Actually could. Oh, no. That wouldn't even have surprised me at that point, honestly. <laughs> But yeah, to follow Uh, up with that, what live-action shows can you think of that stuck the ending? Because I have very few examples.
1: Live-action shows that stuck the ending.
0: Oh man, Stargate was so close. It hurts me how close they got to sticking it. Sometimes Hmm. live-actually, you know which one drives me nuts? samurai jack how close it got to sticking the landing (laughs) i guess i have to put put on the list is time travel endings time travel ending breeder ending alien ending those are three (laughs) really bad one and nazi ending those are like the four horsemen of terrible endings
1: (laughs) The, the, the four horsemen of terrible endings that is definitely fair because um, those are just really bad ways to end your show.
0: Meanwhile, Steinsgate sticked the landing. They somehow avoided having the bad time travel ending because they planned it from the start. But then they got a sequel, and the sequel just don't watch it, and Steinsgate is great and perfect.
1: <laughs> well, St- Steins also has, like... the. It's just a premium example of how to do time travel.
0: Which is shocking, because time travel is just, like, opening Pandora's box. Also, so many animes just kind of, like have the ending you'd expect, almost. Let's take History's Strongest Disciple, Kenichi. Other than the fact Mm. that he fired a spirit bomb for some reason. And the Elder punched a nuclear missile to death, which I was weirdly on board with that part. He's like, and then I grew up to be a martial artist, and I wrote my story in my book, and I married the heroine. I'm like, you're like 80% of the way to the Breeder ending. You're not quite there. I don't have to flag it. (laughs) Because Kenichi could have had the ending where every one of their named characters now has paired off into two and have color-coded children. It would have been really easy to do that with how they set up that show.
1: Well, okay, so that that's one of the examples, like, that's probably one of the the better endings, because they're just like, you know what, we're done with this plot arc, and we're done with this story, so we'll just give it a nice, like, and I grew up and lived happily ever after kind of ending. Which is fine. But, uh, I, I feel like a lot of shows, like, World Trigger, at this point, I don't know how they can actually have a satisfying ending unless, like, everybody dies. Or it just they just stop writing it. They're like, and I'm done writing this.
0: World Trigger's problem is it pivoted into the dumbest thing I've ever seen, where right now they could be <laughs> planet-jumping through alien worlds trying to find their lost robot companion and rescuing their missing teammates. Like, World Trigger could be great right now, and that's why I'm so bitter. As you ended your tournament arc, and now we get to see them planet-hop and fight aliens and ride robot wolves? No, it's more tests. They're literally just doing algebra homework in a room. Really?
1: I mean, okay, so this is kind of kind of still a tangent, but they did, they did warn us uh, in one of the earlier chapters. They said that the higher-ups wanted this to be the longest and the most intense training for the OA missions they've done so far.
0: So, so they're showing they us start them start doing homework in a room and talking about yeah. flour to make bread. That's not a good story. <laughs>
1: Just because they've spent 20 chapters on three days' worth of content... Actually, no, I think it's 20 chapters on two days, because they're at the start of day three they're now. They're
0: moving slower than Luffy fighting Kaido on the roof. Which is longer <laughs> think, than the Frieza fight.
1: Do you do you think that uh, that One Piece is actually going to end anytime soon? Probably. That's, it, like, they've, that's definitely one that has... Very carefully set up the pieces and has not added more. They, despite going for over a thousand chapters, he has actually maintained focus.
0: So as it stands, they mentioned pretty early on that there's the f- four warlords of the sea. Mm-hmm. They've taken down two of them. Two of them are dead. They're dead dead. Right. One of them had their heart ripped out, then stabbed and stepped on. <laughs> the last two emperors are Shanks, the guy who gave Luffy a straw hat at the start of the show. And Blackbeard, the recurring villain through the entire show. Hmm. So the only three directions the show can go are dealing with the Marines, the protagonist's childhood idol, or the villain who's been running the entire show in the background. I'm happy with all three of those. Those are all good places for it to go next. Mm -hmm. So realistically, those are only three things left to go. So in the next seven years, we could hit the end of One Piece. (laughs) You know what series (laughs) stuck the landing better than it deserved? Oh. Original Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Original Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: So, he travels back in time to watch the Pharaoh's memories. They do okay. awesome stone tablet duel monstering, and then Yugi mm-hmm. and Yami Yugi have a duel in front of the Pharaoh's tomb where he defeats him so he can move on to the afterlife. Huh. They nailed it.
1: That is that is interesting.
0: I mean, they then made straight-up spinoffs, but they didn't contain the same stories. <laughs> and if your sequel doesn't contain any of the characters from the original, other than the odd cameo, I don't count mm. it as part of the same show. Fair enough. Oh, you know what's another one that stuck the landing really well? I don't know if you ever watched Ghost in the Shell standalone Complex.
1: Uh, no, I never actually did watch that one.
0: It had a pretty masterful ending, and I'm not going to touch too much on that. But it did actually one of those things where it's like, oh, all your little side plots and things came together in a satisfying way.
1: Hmm.
0: Let's see. But yeah, live action shows. I don't think you found an example of one that stuck the landing. As I go on unrelated tangents on World Trigger. Oh, fucking World Trigger.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm having a hard time thinking of of live action shows. Because, like, most of the time, uh, a live action show will will reach a point where it's like they could end here and then they just they don't because they got renewed for a new for another season and it's like, but, but you you ended. That was it. That was, that was where, where it was supposed to end but like, nope. Keep going. Uh,
0: one show I watched relatively recently was Orphan Black and it actually had a really satisfying ending mm-hmm. where it's like okay, you actually took down the main antagonist the protagonists found their common ground and it was pretty happily ever after an ending I didn't mention because it doesn't come up in anime but comes up in live action a lot is that all your characters are still friends in barbecue ending where all your characters just meet up a few years later at a barbecue mm. uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine did a similar version where most of the characters by the end of it had retired from the police force and then met back together to do a Halloween heist
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: and its main plot arc for its protagonist was actually really satisfying because the first line about him is his one thing he can't solve is how to grow up and then it ends with him quitting the police force to raise his child to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did a couple of twists and turns to get there, but I'm like, I, I could get on board with this.
1: Mm.
0: But I think it's about time to wrap up this episode, my friend.
1: Oh yeah, time to stick the landing.
0: Yes, so to wrap up this episode perfectly, thank you everybody for tuning in. And I'm totally gonna cut this off mid sentence. As soon as Carl starts giving his goodbye, I'm just gonna click end so we don't stick the landing deliberately.
1: So we don't stick it deliberately? That's rude. Well what about our our, our shilling for all of our, our different other things?
0: Eh, more shilling will start next week when my next book gets closer to being in production. <laughs> for now just shill! <laughs>
1: no. we- <laughs> no 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 shilling for us this week we gotta not stick this landing so exactly don't don't watch our podcast or or our twitch stream or or anything like that don't follow me on instagram or
0: twitter or facebook or patreon don't do any of that just you know chill this week we'll bother you next week for stuff (laughs) take care bye
1: (laughs) bye